Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The uh, question of the day this week could have been, uh, who's a bigger butthole, Vladimir Putin or Colin Castleton? And I don't know that Castleton wouldn't have won after the other night, but the good news is the Razorbacks did get over on Florida, so we're all pretty happy around here. Barrett Salee of CBSSports.com is joining us. And Barrett, we're debating today which player that uh, our listeners hate the most from over the years in the SEC. Get a wide variety of answers. I like a lot of the old heads are coming in and weighing in on some of the guys from back in the day. Um, anybody that has stood out to you over the years, you're like, this dude's a real knucklehead to deal with or got to cover or anybody that's given you a hard time over the years? Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> Nick Saban gave me the death stare a couple times. Hmm. Uh, you, well, why is that? Well, um, a few, well, one of them was, remember when Jake Coker transferred to, uh, to Alabama before the 2014 season and he was like this huge deal and everybody thought he'd be starting quarterback and then Blake Sims actually took the job. But before the season, I asked him about Jake Coker and how he's been working out and, you know, if, uh, he's seen him throw from his office and all this other stuff. And he answered the question about Blake Sims. And I said, no, 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 Nick, I asked about Jake Coker. And he just gave me this death stare, and uh, that that was it was it was quite it was quite frustrating and quite scary. <laughs> uh, and and then you guys have come full circle. Now you're writing about him going and hanging out with Justin Thomas at uh, Players Championship Media Day. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, it's a weird it's a weird it's a weird world we live in for a lot of different reasons, as we found out today. Yes. So I asked earlier, well, we can talk to Barrett about today, and, and the guys are like, oh, there's, no, there's really nothing going on with college football. I'm like, what are you talking about? College football is 24-7, 365. What's happening with college football, Barrett? Well, uh, it, now Art Griles has been hired by Grambling State to be their offensive coordinator. So uh, there's that. Um, talk about a, uh, hmm. a way to uh, dump news in the middle of a, 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 a busy situation. But, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's happening, which is – I mean, of of all the times to do it, I mean, geez, come on. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's I'm surprised he's back in the college football world after everything that's gone on. Are you? Yeah, I mean, he's never taken any ownership of what he did. I mean, he's 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 consistently denied it, and I mean, I just can't imagine how. How you can sell to recruits that, uh, and no, really your student body that this guy is going to be here, but no, really he's changed this time. I just, I can't see how that is possible. But uh, you know, here we are. Um, you know, and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure this is not going to go over well. This is just happening, so I'm sure this is. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the the reaction this is. But I, I think I have a pretty good idea as to how that's going to go. Their offense is going to be a whole lot better? Is that what your prediction is? Oh, well, their offense is going to be a whole lot better. He, look, he's a great coach. I mean, <laughs> your pure football coach? Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, but uh, this is not, uh, from a personal standpoint, I'm not sure Grambling's going to really uh, like how the, the heat of all this is going to go down over the next 24 hours or so. Gotcha. Um, what about the Matt Luke deal? I guess I didn't expect that. And he's he's actually He looks way older than he actually is. So he's a relatively young guy. Does he come back to coaching after a break, or what's the deal there, you think? I mean, obviously, or at least I can assume. I shouldn't say obviously. I can assume he's made enough money to relax for a while. 
Yeah, he has. Um, I don't think he's going to come back. I mean, I know Matt a little bit, and the the press release that said that he was going to go spend more time with his family, that's not like an Urban Meyer thing. Like, that's a real thing. <laughs> I, I, th- I think that he, you know, he it, it's such a different job. And I've heard from a lot of coaches over the last three, four years how – different the college game is now uh, because it truly is 24-7-365 and there are so many different balls you have to juggle right now. It's not just recruiting. It's re- it's recruiting your own players. It's hitting the transfer portal. It's camps. I mean, it's just there's no downtime and you really don't get to see your family all that much. Uh, you know, I know we all talked about Brian Harson a few weeks ago, how he was on vacation, but really after National Signing Day is that week is like the only time you actually get a vacation time. Like that's that's the only down week that there is in the cycle. So I believe Matt Luke that he's just he's done and obviously he's got a ton of money, you know, from from his days as a head coach at Ole Miss and he made plenty of money at Georgia as well. So uh, I don't think he's gonna come back. I, I honestly think that if he does it's gonna be in some sort of consulting role where he doesn't have to to go through all the rigors that assistant coaches have to deal with now. Mm-hmm. What do you think happens to Herm, Herm Edwards? Um, that's a very good question. I, I don't think he's going to make it past this uh, this season. I, I just think that he came in with all this bluster, right? He mm-hmm. came in, I'm going to reach, I'm going to change the way football programs are structured and we're going to have an NFL model. Well, I mean, honestly, that's what's happened to every school over the last five years, six years. So, I think that that coupled with the fact that he really has no interest in abiding by recruiting rules um, and really hasn't had the kind of, of impact on the recruiting trail that I think they expected. I think he was hired and they expected him to have a top five five every single year. And that's not realistic at Arizona State. Now, they have recruited a little bit better, but I, I just don't think he's going to make it through this year. I think that he's in, I wouldn't say over his head, it's just a different kind of pool that he expected to be swimming in. And that's just not going to fly long-term for him or for them. Yeah. They had success out of the gate, and the whole thing was a weird fit. And you're right. It's like uh, we're going to run this like a, a Fortune 500 company, and, you know, it's it was a weird approach. Um, we just got a question on – let me see. Where did that come from? This is from First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. What do you all think about the USFL? Barrett, I'll let you answer that. What do you think of the USFL? Well, I mean, I think the USFL is uh, – it's a great idea. It's a, I, I think spring leagues, especially in this day and age, have a chance to force success. I just think the last two had some really crappy situations. The AAF was poorly run, and the XFL had COVID. You know, that hit, that shut it down. <laughs> so I think the XFL would have been very successful had COVID not hit. Um, and, and I think the USFL can sort of step in and, and be that um, – that league that does step up and, and provide the kind of, of platform that some of these players need. Uh, I know there's been talk of, of them being, you know, working out some sort of deal with the NFL. And I know the XFL is doing that too uh, when it comes back next year. Uh, but I'm excited. I, you know, I think that um, there's a thirst for college football, for football. And if, um, if it's a compelling product, if it's a competitive product, then I think folks will pay attention. I think, you know, the, the, the lack of uh, proper administration of the AAF and the financial issues really are what cost the AAF, but it also was a very poorly run 
a poorly operated league in terms of, of the coaching staff and the talent. It just wasn't there. It wasn't a very right. compelling football product. Um, I think the USFL might change that. I think the USFL has a, has a pretty strong core. I'll have to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always wary of these. Although I will say, you're right, I thought the XFL actually got more buzz and more interest. And, look, there were wagering options. I mean, you could gamble on it. So as long as you can gamble yep. on the USFL, I assume things will be okay. I will say, and, look, I don't care how you feel about the guy. I think they missed an opportunity here to bring Trump back into the fold and whether he was with the generals or part of the administration or whatever. And it would have been good for him, too, to have his name back out there for some other reason, you know, something fun. And, you know, he came up. A lot of us kind of got to know him through his association with the USFL and his body nature and, you know, kind of in the face of the NFL. I kind of liked it. I think that that definitely fits with the way he does things. It would have been good attention for the league. I mean, the XFL – even though they did have a little bit of success, and if it hadn't been for COVID, you're right, I think they would have been okay. They were smart enough at least to turn to a guy like The Rock to, uh, you know, yeah. you're going to get some built-in, you know, momentum out of something like that regardless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah, I think that, I don't know about the Trump thing, because that would have probably been divisive and only half the country would have paid attention. But half the country would have paid attention. So, I mean, maybe that's uh, yes. from a rating standpoint, that's actually a pretty good idea. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I think that, the reason these things keep getting, you know, attempted is that there, there, the desire is there, the market's there, and and now I think with the USFL, especially, you know, not that there's much crossover, but with baseball having its issues, um, there's going to be a thirst for sports that you can gamble on. There's going to be a thirst for sports in general. Uh, I don't think a lot of of uh, of, of NFL folks are, are truly that in tune with the NBA regular season, so. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's exciting to see what happens. I'm excited to watch it. I can't wait to see, um, you know, how all these players sort of shake out. I mean, I thought Shea Patterson was the number one overall pick, which, I mean, look, uh, I think we all saw what Shea Patterson's made of. But, um, you know, it's, it's still – it's guys that we're, we know as college football fans, you know, getting to live out, you know, potentially their dreams. And it's fun. You know, it's, football's fun. And – as long as they treat it that way, then I think it'll be successful. Barrett, I was looking. Uh, you had tweeted out your, you know, kind of way too early uh, projections for the SEC uh, football, and you said it, it's going to change. But you got Tennessee uh, second. It's the East, just Georgia. I mean, dominant in East and number one. And is there anybody that can push Georgia in the East if Tennessee's just second best team? No, not really. Um, you know, I think. Tennessee being the second, you could really entertain two through six in my mind. But, yeah. um, you know, Tennessee, I think the one thing about Tennessee that is, uh, is, is I think, important is that it, it's going to dictate the tempo. It's going to dictate the style of game to basically everybody uh, other than Georgia. You know, they want to go fast. They want to play a shootout. Um, nobody else can, can dictate that, you know, whether it be offensively or defensively. So they're going to force teams into their game, which means I think they're going to be really successful. Uh, because not many teams can keep up with what Tennessee is going to be able to do. So, um, yeah, but, I mean, honestly, you can you can change two through six and make a good argument that any one of those teams should be Georgia's biggest threat. And, honestly, I mean, those points would be all valid, too. And you had Ole Miss second in the West. Sell me on the Ole Miss, because that wouldn't surprise me a little bit, with the losses that they've had and the coaching staff changes. Uh, I mean, I think getting uh, getting Jackson Dart is big. I trust Lane Kiffin with anybody at uh, quarterback. Zach Evans is a great running back. I think defensively, yeah, they lost Durkin, but they were significantly better last year. I don't think you're going to suffer a huge drop-off there. 
Um, and then I think from a skill player position uh, standpoint, they find receivers and they find a way to get their their um, their playmaker pretty well. So I just I, to me, it's mostly about trust and the fact that at running back and at quarterback, I think they're pretty darn set. And so that's a really solid foundation for a Lane Kiffin team. And I think outside of that, I'm not necessarily buying the Texas A&M hype as much as others. And really, who else are you going to pick after that? Arkansas, maybe. You know, yeah. that's, that's a team out there that can finish. You know, eight and four, maybe nine and three. And if you catch the right games and, and win the right tiebreakers, maybe they finish second. So, did, um, did you hear yeah, that? I mean, I, I think. It, did you hear I mean, that, it, Razorback again, fans who hate on Barrett Salee? He just said something nice about you. Well, and that's the thing too. Like, I mean. You can make an argument for second through seventh in the West, honestly. Um, so I wouldn't make a good one for did. Mississippi State mm-hmm. or Auburn, but, you know, I could make one for every, everybody else. Barry, you were doing so well. I mean, why, why you got to undo it all now? I mean, come on, I'm trying to help you out here. Not that you care, but anyway. Uh, okay, good work. Barrett, I appreciate it. Keep up with Barrett on CBSSports.com, and his Twitter's real real good and stuff too, so he's on the uh, he's on the old Twitter machine all the time doing Twitter stuff. What's cool. your handle? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. What's 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 your? It's oh, it's at Barrett Salee. Who came up with that? <laughs> I have Barrett Salee on everything, not on Twitter though, because Twitter's a mean, evil place. Yeah, it really That's is terrible. Place. That's why I love it. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. See you guys.